0: Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Box DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skolrud. All right, Skull King Nation, we are back for part two. <laughs> Watching Justin on the on the video screen, we're kind of a little bit crazy, so it's a, family, a lot of fun. Having a lot of fun. Here. It's a family thing. We're having a lot of fun talking about some fantasy football. So. Uh, we're getting into part two of this episode. We're getting into our waiver wire madness. So let's get it started. Waiver wire madness. All right. Uh, getting us started
1: with the quarterback position. Week seven is going to be difficult or challenging for you guys in deeper leagues with Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, and Russell Wilson all on buys this week. Carr is on buy as well, but let's be honest, none of you are starting him. So uh, the first one I want to talk about, now once again, getting back to our waiver wire rules, we talk about guys who are owned in 50% or less, pretty much only. I'm making an exception this week because there is in leagues a chance that Matthew Stafford was dropped last week because he went on buy. If Matthew Stafford is available, I like his long-term outlook more than the other guys I'm going to mention. And so if Stafford is available, I would go with him first. Own in 76% of leagues. Um, he's the quarterback 15 right now. They have to throw. I know that uh, on Johnson is doing some pretty good things with the running game, but still I like Stafford's throwing ability being the only way that the Detroit Lions really win. Um, the next option, Baker Mayfield. Currently owned in 42% of ESPN leagues. We've been talking about him uh, for the last two weeks. He's got a ton of good matchups coming up. Yes, he's got uh, an issue with the ankle, but as we reported in the last uh, segment, it shouldn't keep him out. Uh, coming up at Tampa Bay, at Pittsburgh, then home against Kansas City in Atlanta. All of those defenses uh, – have been bad against the pass and the way way Cleveland's defense is playing right now, uh, they're going to need to put up some serious points in order to win. Um, Mayfield needs to improve his chemistry with Jarvis Landry, in my opinion, in order to uh, get back on the right track. Um, But as long as Baker Mayfield is starting, David Njoku also gets a boost, is a a random little note there uh, on Baker Mayfield. Uh, The other quarterback I want to talk about Uh, and it is surprising to me that we're talking about him, uh, is Mitch Trubisky. Um, I can't believe I'm actually saying or telling people to grab Mitch Trubisky on the waiver wire uh, because of what he did last season. It was atrocious. It was horrible. Uh, Greg, our staff writer, hates Mitch Trubisky, and he's a Bears fan. Um, But the last two weeks, 670 yards, nine touchdowns, one interception. Those are Pat Mahomes-type numbers. Um, And he goes up against New England this week. He gets New England at home. New England has given up 64 points in the last two weeks, uh, 717 passing yards, and seven touchdowns through the air. Nagy finally has this offense working very well, in my opinion. It's a shame that Jordan Howard can't get involvement in this progress. Yay, Tariq Um, Cohen! But Tariq Cohen is getting a tremendous amount of production, a little bit more versatile in the passing game, which is why I think Nagy's using uh, him a little bit more dynamically than than Howard. Um, But once again, uh, this is a home game for Mr. Trubisky against New England. If, If Trubisky was going to Gillette Stadium, this wouldn't even cross my mind. But because it's a home game in Chicago, I believe that Trubisky can have a solid game. Um, there are two quarterbacks that are being talked about on waiver wires to go out and grab, um, but still, But we joked about these two players a couple of weeks ago being the exact same. Uh, Dak Prescott and Brock Osweiler don't even touch. I know Dak Prescott just set a career high for rushing yards against Jacksonville, I don't once I don't think that's going to continue. But also, his production all came through his feet, not through the air. He is not throwing the ball well this year. Brock Osweiler may not even be the starter next week. So these are not these are guys you want to avoid. Mr. Trubisky, I'm fine with Baker Mayfield. I'm fine with Stafford. I'm fine with. If you grab Dak Prescott above any of those previous three or Brock Osweiler above any of those previous three, I'm highly disappointed. Um, Moving on to running backs and running backs that you should be targeting on the waiver wire. Uh, for me, number one uh, should be Marlon Mack. With Mack back in the lineup, the Colts are actually able to produce something that resembles a running game. I mean, he, the, the Colts totaled 127 rushing yards. Mack totaled 89 of those on 12 carries. That's an average of 7.4 yards per carry. That's Alvin Kamara-type rushing numbers. Uh, Mack is clearly the back to own in Indianapolis. Hines has taken a little bit of a back seat now because Mack is healthy. He's widely available and should be considered the top waiver wire priority if you're looking at a running back, considering the, the talented running backs that are on by. James Conner, Lev Bell we've talked about, even though he hasn't played yet. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, Chris Carson – Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, all of these guys are owned in leagues and are not going to be playing this week. And so Marlon Mack, great waiver wire ad, currently only owned in 26% of leagues. Um, The next one I want to talk about is Peyton Barber. Um, I know there was a lot of talk about Ronald Jones being a guy that could step in after the bye week. Now that Jameis Winston came in, Peyton Barber has done nothing the first couple of weeks the offense is completely different now with Jameis Winston at the helm. They're able to get the running game a little bit more involved. Their offensive line still is not very good at run blocking. They played a weak Atlanta defense. Um, they, Like I said, one of the worst uh, rush defenses in the league. Um, Jameis Winston is the quarterback of this team. They're different coming out of the bye. Cleveland's in the middle, uh, a middle of the road defense against the running game. Um, against in in fantasy against running backs uh, and Peyton Barber should be a streamable option this week and potentially in weeks moving forward if he continues to do the production that he had this last week, uh, and then rounding it out, uh, Wendell Smallwood and Donta Foreman. Just talking really quickly, Wendell Smallwood owned in forty-seven percent of ESPN leagues. Um, he's still out snapping Corey Clement. I know that Clement's getting more of the goal line work or inside the 20 work but everywhere else Wendell Smallwood is out snapping out producing is the back to own in my opinion in Philadelphia Philadelphia is playing much better over the last couple of weeks so uh, Wendell Smallwood is a waiver wire ad Uh, and then Donta Foreman currently owning 8.5 percent of leagues if you can afford to stash him I think he will be a late season ad that can help you win your leagues.
0: Alrighty, perfect. Well, now it's my turn. Uh, we're going to get into the wide receivers and the tight ends. Starting off with the wide receivers, for me, the number one guy to look at right now is going to be D.D. Westbrook. Now, I know that it is not – Westbrook's kind of been back and forth this season. Really, he's had the one really big game, uh, nine receptions, 130 yards. Uh, but at the same time, he's also on pace for a thousand y- over 1,000 yards for the season. These are the kind of games that uh, that you would see from what was it from Alan Hearns uh, when he was playing with Jacksonville If you remember there was I mean there was the year what was it three two years ago with uh Alan Hearns and um and uh, a Rob both going for a thousand plus yards and ten Tds plus I'm not saying Westbrook's going to get that kind of production, but right now if you've got Leonard fournette out that we don't know how long he's going to be out. T.J. Yeldon is an okay runner, but not great. He's best at catching the ball out of the backfield. Jacksonville doesn't want to have to do it, but they are going to need to be throwing the ball around. That's going to mean more production for guys like Westbrook. I personally like Westbrook uh, more than Keelan Cole right now. Um, They drafted D.D. Westbrook last – was it – he's in his second year, so two years ago, wanting him – to be the guy of the future, so um, I like Dede Westbrook going in. He's right now uh, running wide receiver number thirty-one in PPR leagues. He's thirty-seven percent owned in ESPN leagues, so he's pretty he's pretty open uh, in terms of uh, being able to uh, being able to be picked up. So he is definitely a target for me. Number two, Chris Godwin. Now. We have talked about Chris Godwin at nauseum. Let's be honest; since the beginning of the season, since the preseason, yeah, we've talked about him a little, a little. (laughs) little. Um, And here's the deal with Chris Godwin: he he had the rough week. I want to say week four, right before the bye. That was the first start for Jam, first start for James Winston. Um, and so. Or was that the game that James Winston came in like halfway through? Uh, James Winston came in halfway through because Fitzpatrick through. was getting destroyed. That's right. So this last game was the first actual start start form. Yes. And what do you know? Uh, let me pull it up. Chris Godwin still finished with uh, nine targets, six receptions, fifty-six yards, and his fourth TD of the season. Now he is only on pace for I want to say right about uh, eight hundred yards. Um, And, you know, I want to say about eight to ten touchdowns at this point. Not saying that that's going to continue, but with how much they air the ball out, if DJAX goes down with a leg injury like he tends to, Godwin's going to step into that number two role and perform very well in that role. If Evans goes down, Godwin's going to move over. If either one of the guys in front of him goes, he's going to have an even more expanded role. Right now, he is wide receiver fifty. But you've also got to remember, he had a bye week already in week five. If you just go by points per game, he's right, he's a wide receiver number thirty three. So he is only thirty nine percent owned. Definitely a guy that you want uh, to pick up. I have, in a fourteen team league, I've had him all season. So he is definitely a guy you want to look at for for having on your team as a. As a bi week replacement, or uh, or even a flex play, depending on the um, depending on the matchup and if anyone's injured. Uh, the next guy up is Taylor Gabriel. Now, the way that I tend to look at guys to pick up is I like to uh, be as as thorough as possible. I don't like guys that are just you know taking off for you know have two big weeks and like oh let's chase the points and go after him. I want to look at Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. (laughs) Um, I want to see. I want to see what they've done overall. So what I tend to do is I tend to take out their highest game and their lowest scoring game, average out everything else, and then see what kind of what kind of production we're getting. Taylor Gabriel, honestly, he's had a game of well, let me pull up. I don't have the ESPN one up, so um, I've got it in another league. He's uh, you know five for five for 110. And seven for seven for 104 and two TDs. Take out the two TDs. Just look now at his targets over the last few games 5 7, 10 7, 5. He is getting thrown to, and Mitch Trubisky is being much more efficient in this offense. I would normally say don't chase these points. Right now, with how this offense, how Nagy has this offense running and how well. Trubisky is playing. He has been getting better and better and better as the season goes on. And they're playing the Patriots. And again, they're playing the Patriots at home. Then after that, they've got the Jets, then the Buffalo Bills, then Detroit. Then they've got Minnesota. He's got a he's got a semi decent schedule coming up. So he is definitely a guy that I would look at. Again, Bi week replacement, possible flex if there's injuries, if if there's injuries and that sort of thing. So Right now, uh, in PPR, he is running uh, wide receiver 43. Again, he's already had his bye week and bye week in week five. So, in a points-per-game basis, he is number 28. Yes. So, that's definitely something to look at. He is 32% owned. Um, Real quick, two guys that I am telling people to avoid in in terms of who to pick up on the waiver wire. Or maybe just not necessarily use your your priority on these guys. Number one is Cole Beasley. Now, I know that a lot of people get a case of how, well, as case the, the Beasles, a case of the Beasles, as the fantasy footballers used to put it. Um, here's the deal. Uh, Cole Beasley, in the last few games, uh, this last game, nine catches on 11 targets for 101 yards and two touchdowns. Those are his only two touchdowns of the season. And it's the only game since week one he's had more than five targets. He had eight in week one, then three, five, five, three, and then 11. Until I see continued production like this, like not even like this. I'm not counting on this. Cole Beasley, I'm counting on seven or eight targets, five to six catches, 70 yards. I get that out of Cole Beasley on a regular basis, 12 points, done. I'm not expecting this, but until I can get closer to that 12 points range, I'm not touching Cole Beasley, especially with how I draft where I've, you know, our 14-team league, our league of record, where I've, you know, I drafted wide receiver heavy early, and I have, what is it, five, four of the top 10, three of the top 10, four of the top 15, five of the top 20, you know, wide receivers. You're doing well. I'm doing okay. Um, so, Cole Beasley is a guy that, again, bye weeks maybe. I'm just, I'm, right now, I'm avoiding him. I don't trust the workload overall. He's had the one big game that's boosted his production, and that's it. The other guy I'm looking at is Albert Wilson. Everyone is saying, pick up Albert Wilson, pick up Albert Wilson. In one, I want to say that Albert Wilson, I don't have where he's at right here. Uh, I think he's wide receiver 24. Uh one of the leagues I play in, he's wide receiver 22. He's had a game of nine, six catches for 155 yards and two TDs. And then he's had another game, two receptions for 74 yards and a TD and then he threw for another one, I believe. Yeah, on a trick play. Take out, you know, take out the trick plays and the trickeration. He's not been all that consistent, not all that great. He's uh, flex play at best so really for me he is a take a flyer on him based on the matchup in dfs that's the only place i am looking at albert wilson personally again i've drafted wide receiver heavy i've got guys that i'm looking at in, in in you know in different ways i'm more looking at in in this in this range at running backs so albert wilson is not a guy that i'm looking at if you're desperate okay you have a lot of injuries. You may not have much of a choice. Or based off of players on bye, like if you've got uh,
1: like Baldwin and Juju Smith-Schuster, or if you've got a couple of guys on bye this week, and he's a one week play. And he's a one week play going okay. up against going up against Detroit. Detroit's it, not that great. And then if, I Oswe- if Osweiler plays, I almost give Wilson a bump. Then if Tannehill possibly,
0: possibly. So, um, so yeah. So I'm I'm personally avoiding. It. Uh, Albert Wilson I think it's I think there's too much risk there for especially for the way that I've drafted my team and and what I already have so uh, for the tight ends uh, we're gonna go with number tight end number 12 OJ Howard who is only 36.5 percent owned the only reason that I can guess that he is this low owned on ESPN leagues is because of the injury this last week and no you know what the other news the other thing was because of that Cameron everyone except Cameron Brait one catch, 15 yards, and a touchdown. One catch, 15 yards, and a touchdown. That's why I actually had Cameron Brait as a sting because of that <laughs> one catch and everyone because everyone was expecting so much out of Cameron Brait. Um, OJ Howard goes, what, is a four for 64 and a TD or something like that? Yeah. So um, OJ Howard is looking good, and he is still going to be getting production, even with Cameron Brait there. I think they may go back and forth a little bit. But at only 36.5% owned, and with how decimated the tight end position is, get Howard, get Howard if, you need, if you need a tight end. Even if you need a second tight end, you can flex him based on, based on matchup.
1: Yeah, the, the skill there for big playability and running after catching the ball makes Howard insane. If he were to get the amount of targets that like – I've said this earlier. If he were to get the targets that Zach Ertz gets – we're not even talking about this and being no. waiver wire attable. Ad- we're even talking about him being a top three, top four
0: tight end. If Cameron Brait wasn't there at all, yeah, we're I mean we're talking about massive amount of points here. So, well, Cameron Brait wasn't there the first couple of weeks. Yeah, but but neither was Jameis Winston. It, it was a it was a joke. He was on the field. He just <laughs> he just didn't love. get nothing. All right. Uh, the other guy I'm looking at is Vance McDonald. Uh, he is 49.7% 49 49. on, so he is just under that 50% threshold. Um, and, you know, a lot of you may be saying, well, Pittsburgh's going on, on bye week this next week. That is true. And this is where some fantasy football strategy comes in. If you can, if you've got the space, maybe not use waiver priority on him. But he is the guy that, after all waivers have gone through if he's still available, you go and pick up as a back as a backup tight end as a bye week replacement um definitely a guy that I would look at. he is getting used by um by big Ben he's going to use more than um more than jesse james really Jesse James had the one big game that's the only reason that Jesse James is a top ten tight end right now above Vance Mcdonald Vance Mcdonald also missed week one, so if you take out that he's his uh, his um points per game still has him around I want to say tight end number 10 or 11 so he is definitely a guy that Vance McDonald I think is a definitely not a big name that's going to net you a whole lot of points but he's not going to lose you weeks because of inactivity so um and that's all I have for the waiver wire uh, in terms of the wide receivers and tight ends I'm going to add one more really quickly
1: kind of off the cuff here yep. uh for those of you who want another tight end option but but need somebody to play, not necessarily someone who's going to stash on your bench. Another player that I like is C.J. Uzema, uh, playing against Kansas City. Kansas yep. City, weaker defense, gives up tons of yards. Um, he's really the fourth pass-catching option behind Boyd, Green, and Mixon. Um, Kansas City has been known to give up yards to the tight end. So that's a streamable option if you need a one-week filler to start. But once again, I agree if you can – if you're looking to grab a tight end because you've got someone like a Gronk who can be injury-prone from time to time and you want a solid backup and now is when you want to grab him, I would feel more comfortable with Vance McDonald than I would Uzuma for the rest of the season.
0: True. Yeah, what's? what's let me pull up the points per game average. Uzuma – It was down there ways at like five point three, but if we also look at where you know he wasn't getting regular playing time uh, until Eifert went down. Until Eifert went down, so um, the last couple. Well, now that you look at Eifert and Croft, Croft injured. With that, um, he went what six six catches for fifty four yards in this last fifty four, and he was only getting two, one, two, three, one catch per game. So. If it's down to just him, he is going to get an extended. Yeah, I'm sorry. I overlooked him. So, yeah. So that kind of wraps us up. All right. Well, that is it uh, uh, for this show. Again, uh, we would love for you guys to go to to iTunes or CastBox or wherever you guys listen to the podcast. Again, we're doing this a little bit differently. We're splitting up our episodes into multiple parts. That way you can get the information that you want without having to try to – sift through an entire 45 minute episode just to get you know like just to get you know the second half for our waiver wires or the first half just kind of our thoughts on the injury news so uh, again we thank you for taking the time to listen to skull king fantasy football podcast my name is ryan skull and i'm justin and we will talk to you guys later hey skull king nation thank you for listening to the skull king football podcast did you like this episode if so Be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.